0: Chapter 1 Rebecca The journey had been long. If I were to pen a letter to a dear relative, it is what I would write. One never complained or shared discomfort, especially when the missive would not arrive for months. Based on the disaster and ensuring delay, a letter would have arrived in the Montana Territory faster than I. Ever since Chicago, I had ridden alone, no chaperone. It would have been best if I had one. But there was no one I knew who wished to venture into the wilds, an unsettled land of the Indians. I didn't wish to venture there either, but the choice was not mine to make. And so I rode up on a borrowed horse not to be greeted by my husband, but a ranch hand. He directed me to the largest of houses dotted across the almost treeless landscape. This time, when I slowed my horse, I was greeted not by one but many. I had no idea which belonged to me or more accurately, which one to whom I belonged. Several had dark hair, some had fair, another had the colouring of ginger, yet all were large, well-muscled, and decidedly handsome. These were not the usual men who moved within my father's circles, in the London elite. They were direct with their gazes, powerful in their stances, and looked as if they lived life instead of watching it happen from the outer fringes. These men got their hands dirty instead of paying someone to do it for them. This made them formidable and quite daunting, as I had not been taught how to handle such dominance. One of these men was my husband. My gaze shifted from one to the next, but no one stepped forward, as if expecting me. Perhaps I had travelled faster than a letter after all. One of the men descended the steps from the porch and approached. "'Good afternoon.' "'Good afternoon,' I replied with a slight nod of my head." Four women with curious yet engaging smiles joined the men on the porch. Welcome to Bridgewater. I'm Kane, the man said. I nodded once again and clenched the reins in a tight grip, hopefully my only outward sign of nervousness. This was the moment, the moment I'd be anticipating for three months, and I was terribly nervous. I couldn't be shipped back to England, for I was legally bound to one of the men in this group. Surely he wouldn't reject me and send me home in disgrace. Could he? I was to live here, in a land so foreign from my own, and in this moment, I couldn't decide which fate was worse. Mr. Kane, I am Rebecca Montgomery. I am here to meet Mr. MacPherson. At my pronouncement, two men stepped forward. Both were fair-haired and of similar appearance, for it to be obvious that they were related, although one was slightly taller, slightly broader, slightly more intimidating, and he set my heart aflutter. It could have been because he stared at me in such a way that had me thinking he could see all the way to my soul. While the look was intense, I felt as if his interest were solely on me. If a gun went off, I doubted he would blink. Which MacPherson are you seeking, lass? This was from the shorter of the two men. His voice was deep and clear and amused. His question had me tearing my gaze away from the other. I swallowed, for it seemed my husband was one of these two. Mr. Duschel MacPherson. What would G be wanting with him? The brawny one asked. The sound of his thick Scottish brogue had goose flesh rising on my arms, and I wasn't even cold. I looked in his pale eyes, ignoring everyone else, and licked my lips as I tilted my chin up a notch. He is my husband. Both men's brows went up at my words, clearly surprised by the statement. And how have you become wed? Mr. Kane asked from my side. He too was curious as were the women who were whispering to each other. Besides a surprised look or two, the men were more reserved in their emotions. Had a woman come claiming to be a bride before? I was seen to by my brother, Cecil Montgomery. Ah, yes, Montgomery, a very good officer, the shorter MacPherson replied, stepping back. Well, you're quite fetching. I have claimed the wife already. A lovely woman with dark hair came down the steps to join him. Clearly she was his wife in making that known. He wrapped an arm around her waist and kissed her forehead, but he gave me a wink. That leaves me less. I turned to look at the man who made my heart beat quickly. I am Dutchol MacPherson. While the married MacPherson was quite attractive, it was the one before me now who had my breath quickening, my palms sweating beneath my gloves and butterflies taking flight in my belly. His hair was a dark blonde cut short on the sides and longer on the top while it fell over his forehead. His piercing ice-blue eyes held mine, and I felt like a bug pinned to a tray. Perhaps you can explain yourself, for I most certainly would have remembered a wedding night with you. Dash I hadn't expected to become a merry man over lunch. This woman was no small slip of a thing. She sat as if she had a fence post for a spine. Her dress of dark green that set off her dark hair and with her pale skin and lush curves, she was very fetching. Ah, oh, she was beautiful. It was her eyes, though. Even beneath the wide brim of her hat that spoke words she didn't. She was afraid. Yet the resolute tilt of her chin belied her bravery to ride up and claim a groom. Her accent was of a well-educated high-born Englishwoman. At my more crudeness, her only outward reaction was a slight narrowing of her eyes. Where is your brother? We all like the man well enough to write and invite him to join us here at Bridgewater. He had not been part of our commanding officers' deceitful and deadly acts, and had been able to return to England and his life without being stripped of rank or of character.